It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone. Welcome into Brewcast. I am Chris Castellani. I, this is not, if you're thinking, wow, Luke sounds a lot different. Well, that's because uh, Luke is not with us currently. He may jump on. He's having some internet issues right now. But I am uh, Chris Castellani, joined by Anthony Broom today. Anthony, what's going on? How you doing, man? Not too bad. And I should, you know, we should know, and I've made this joke before, but it, it never gets old because I'm a dad at heart. Like uh, Luke is Luke is with us in spirit and in body. Uh, mm. he, he's not entered the, the netherworld or anything. Uh, just having some Wi-Fi stuff going on. So uh, a little bit delayed in the live recording won't apply to the people that usually come in a little bit later. But uh, welcome to those of you who are here. Um, you know, I think some of the things we talk about tonight will be a little bit heavier and, and i'm sure the comments will will be smashing uh as we discuss some of the things that are going on as well um but yeah that's what's going on here so yeah and um let's just no i i think we should probably just uh jump right into it uh in regards to what we're talking about a report came out uh last week and it it had been um, talked about in the past, but really kind of, uh, the, the big, uh, nail in the coffin dropped last week, uh, regarding the fact that this, um, was, is it Robert Anderson is, is the, uh, doc, doctor's full name, um, who had, I, I, we do it. We do still for the sake of the law still have to say allegedly, um, though there is a mountain of evidence right now, uh, assaulted, uh, a whole lot of people, and uh, this ha- this was not um, a surprise. This report had come out before, but the new wrinkle in this is that um, Bo Schembechler, while he was the head coach 
at the University of Michigan knew about a whole lot of this, and uh, it went unreported. Um, Anthony, you wrote a very long, very good piece about this. Um, I, I we, we didn't really uh, preordain what, what you know who was going to jump into this first. Um, if you want me to, I can, because uh, I I'm, really I just kind of have the the one one monologue here, and then you can. Uh, you can follow me. Uh, follow me up on this. Um, this is extremely serious, extremely as serious as it gets. And there has been, and I've seen on social media, a a pushback by people uh, who want the Michigan media to discuss this more. And I agree with them. Uh, I, I think that it is. It, this is a very serious issue that should be talked about completely. I will say that in this instance, it is far more important to be right than it is to be first. And I believe that there are possibly certain people out there who are are working on what to say. I did not tweet about it other than, quote, tweeting the article you sent. Um, you wrote uh, your piece. Uh, if these allegations are true, this is completely horrifying. And it changes uh, the legacy of a coach, 100%. And... and I, we, I want to dispel a myth right away uh, be the, to the people who are saying that this uh, falls into this category. Um, I think cancel culture is one of the dumbest things ever. I think this idea of you find a tweet, you find an email somebody sent 10 years ago to try to make them out to be a racist or a homophobe under the assumption that people don't change, that people don't grow, I think is complete nonsense and it's silly. This does not fall under that category. Uh, this is something that has never been right. It is uh, horrifying to read. Anthony, your article, as well-written as it was, uh, should have been and was uh, very difficult to get through. Um, this is... This is difficult to write. Yeah, it, this is horrifying. And um, it needs to be said, um, because people have used this, um, used these parallels to what's happening here and what happened at Michigan State um, with Larry Nasser. And uh, this is... Unfortunately, what happens when a lot of people, um, dumb people, use sexual assault as rivalry fodder. Um, if you want to take your shots at Harbaugh for what he's done over the first six years, go ahead. That's fair game. That's sports. But when you're talking about people's lives and we're when you're talking about people's innocence being taken from them, uh, there's no room for error. You got to get it right. And uh, this will be the next several months. Um, will be a defining moment for the current administration at U of M. Um, are they going to handle this correctly, or is this thing going to go up in a ball of flames? Uh, we don't know, but uh, it is. Um, it, it's it's a very tragic day, in, in my opinion, uh, and and I think most people's opinion uh, going forward. It's something that is very difficult to talk about, um, and I you know hits, uh, you know on a personal level, I, I abuse of any of any kind. Um, I find to be horrific and, and, uh, you know, unjust and it's incredibly sad that it happened at Michigan, but that does not mean that we're going to sacrifice our integrity for it. We're going to, we're going to address this and we have so far, uh, head on. It's the way we're talking about it, the way it should be talked about. Yeah, I think you, you put it well. Um, like I said, there are. You know, for a little bit of background on all this, uh, what was released last week was a 240-page report um, from the Wilmer Hale law firm, 
who is the law firm that was hired by the University of Michigan, by the administration, to run an independent investigation of uh, these Robert Anderson allegations. And what comes back is, uh, I believe they interviewed over 600 uh, people, or they spoke to 600 people, they interviewed 300 people. Um, Robert Anderson was, was a predator. He was a monster. He was uh, someone who, you know, again, uh, trying to keep it as, as tame as possible around here. Um, a, a, a deviant, a, a gross, just a gross, terrible human being. And the scariest thing about that is that back in those times, and this is not absolving anyone of anything, doctors were a, a form of authority that superseded even coaches. You didn't question doctors because those are largely, you know, it's medical stuff and those are largely private matters. And a lot of these, of these hundreds of people that were victimized by this guy, um, in this 240 page report that was, was let out, I'm like, oh, 240 pages. And I've said this a couple of times, uh, whether it'd been in, in a couple of radio hits or, or in the story, that's a lot for people to get through, especially when it is a, a matter as serious as what we're dealing with here, sexual abuse, sexual assault. And people want to know, well, how, how does the football program factor into all of this? Dr. Anderson was at Michigan from, I believe 66 or 67 through 2003. And, um, you know, had some, there was some overlap there where he was seeing, I mean, he was seeing people from multiple sports, the, the stories in there are horrifying, but you know, what do people always go to Michigan football, Bo Schembechler. So all you really have to do in that report, if 240 pages is too much for you, not everyone likes to read, not everyone, even on topics like that, it, it's hard to stomach. It's hard to, um, you know, it's just hard to absorb all you have to do is press command f control f and type in football or schembechler and there are instances on there where and i know the debate right now is where does bo schembechler fall into all this the the fact of the matter is, is that there were football players that went to bo schembechler uh either to report you know some of the disgusting things that were going on most of these were uh, revolved around without getting too explicit here um, hernia checks that uh, went on a little too long uh, below the belt, so to speak. People who come in with shoulder injuries and, oh, might as well check this while we're down there. A lot of gross stuff like that. And there were at least multiple instances in there where players or, or people who were interviewed alleged that they went to Bo Schembechler and raised concern about this, and they were either told to toughen up, they were told that uh, these physicals were required to be eligible to play athletics, or they were told that, Hey, um, you need to take these, this up, this up the ladder to athletic director, Don Canham and Canham will deal with it. And that was the last they heard of it. And it even goes as far to say that there were assistant coaches. And this is in the report. Uh, the report states that these, the, at least one coach that was accused of this uh, denied it, but there are, there's stuff in the report where, on a few occasions, it's said that assistants within the football program used the threat of a Dr. Anderson exam as motivation as a practice tool. Um, so at the very least, what you're looking at here is a baseline awareness that even if you weren't sure 100% what was going on, you knew what was going on made your players uncomfortable. And it's really difficult as, you know, 
I, I don't. Uh, I have to choose my. We have to choose our words carefully here because it is a legal matter, and you know, your words matter when it comes to topics of this gravity. Um, I can just say this. I don't, I'm not going to go as far to attack my peers in, you know, our peers in, in the industry, in the field, but, you know, excuse me for not doing cartwheels over a defensive backs coach that was hired last week when this stuff is going on. And I think that's a lot of what we saw. Um, I think what we are seeing a little bit right now, speaking objectively about it, is there are people, you know, these are serious adult conversations that need to be had in terms of, this is kind of what it comes down to. And I think I said this in the article, like, if Bo Schembechler didn't know, like Bo Schembechler had the power to know whatever he wanted to know. And if he didn't know and looked the other way, that's disgusting. And if he didn't know, it's because he didn't really want to know. And I know that the debate is has to do with, you know, how do we how do we get a dead man's side of the story? Because Anderson is dead. Schembechler is dead. Uh, Don Canham is dead. It doesn't just end, you know, it just it doesn't end at death. We can still, you know, what your legacy is on this planet is um, as new information comes to light, it is what it is. Now, it's a difficult situation to talk about. It is, uh, I know fans are, are kind of divided on it, but you know, we, how, how do you bring justice to a situation where people who knew stuff or the perpetrator isn't around to, to speak about it? Uh, it's, it's difficult and it's complicated. Um, but I do think that there is a lot of what the conversation seemingly has been is how do we preserve Bo Schembechler's legacy given this? Because you have to tell, it's it's all part of the story now. You know, that statue went up long after he was dead. And uh, I don't know if he's the type of guy that would have wanted one anyways. So it's just one of those, and we're getting Chris back now. Chris, I'm rambling here. But basically what I'm trying to say is that I think the easiest thing to do because is just take take the statue down, uh, rename the football building. Uh, I think that should be on the table. Um, Michigan football has plenty of of figures in their history, like a Tom, like not no, not so much Tom Brady in college, but your Charles Woodson's, your Desmond Howards. We got to step away from the idea that the entire identity of this program is what Bo Schembechler's legacy is and what those those catchphrases are. Um, this sucks and it hurts and it's terrible. You know, these these victims will be paid hundreds of millions of dollars combined, as they should be. It's hard for me to – most of what I have to say about this is in the article, and I feel like I've done enough rambling on it already. But, I don't know, it's just for, for a, a fan base, a program, a community that's kind of facing a little bit of an identity, identity crisis as it is, um, having to deal with this and what we're de- – like what fans are dealing with is nothing compared to the decades of abuse – and mental anguish that these people have been put through. It just kind of has this our entire community in kind of an, exen- an existential state of what is going on right now. Um, and I think that's a lot to do with why uh, it's been kind of as quiet as it has been uh, addressing this topic. Yeah. Um, first of all, sorry for conking out there to the people who are listening to this. I, my internet, uh, I got disconnected for a second, so my apologies. Um, Look, if and I'm probably going to reiterate some of what you already said. If Bo Schembechler didn't know, then he chose not to know. Because let's not kid ourselves here. I'm not saying this is the way it should be, but a football coach, more often than not, especially in Big Ten country, is probably the most powerful figure at the university. Like you can't tell me that even the 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 governor of Alabama has more power than Nick Saban. And, and for a solid 
two, almost three decade stretch, there was nobody at that university more admired, more talked about, more publicized than Bo Schembechler. He was Michigan. So the idea that something went on under his nose and he didn't see it, I have a hard time believing that. And so that and it makes it makes the whole situation that much more frustrating that it could have been stopped. And whether it be because of, of laziness or worrying about the program, they chose not to they chose to allow it by not stopping it. Um yeah, in in terms of the statue and the name change, um it, it'll be something that's necessary that has to be done. There's no shortage of people you could name it after. That this is something that uh you gotta get right, like I said. And, and I, I do think uh that they will handle this uh, uh, swiftly and, and the way it should be handled. I mean, it should have been handled correctly when it happened. And sadly, uh, we'll never have that opportunity to make it right uh, the way it should be. But yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's, you know, the word you think of as horrifying and, and you see on social media, people, the different reactions, people in denial. And, and it's uh, for the first week of this, I understand because um, Penn state was the same way, but in this instance, uh you're going to have to get over that and, and deal with the gravity of the situation. And I hope Michigan does too. And I hope they do it correctly or else it's going to be a, a, a dark mark on the university for a long time to come. You know, the problem with the line of thinking is that, and this is a line that appears in the report that, you know, if Schumacher knew that what was going on, he would not have tolerated it. There's a major problem with this line of thinking. And it's that there's no common sense reasoning behind it. Like I said, yeah. he was, Bo Schembechler was uh, his, he was the man for years, the, the de facto mayor for years in Ann Arbor, which is kind of already a close knit tight community anyways. So to suggest that he didn't have an inkling or, or any knowledge of what happened, just read the report guy. Like it's right there. Almost about 90% of the people that were interviewed in this report were men. And the, the report kind of seems to insinuate that, a lot of Ander- many of Anderson's targets were people that were trying to, you know, dodge the draft to, you know, the, the LGBTQ community, uh, people who needed uh, student athletes who needed these exams to stay on scholarship, like the people on the fringes. These are firsthand accounts from people that spoke to the law firm that is uh, that was hired by the University of Michigan. This is Michigan's honestly, this is Michigan um, kind of th- not throwing their hands up, but kind of saying, hey. This is what the report found. Uh, I know administrators were not made privy to this before it was released, so I'm sure they're even still kind of going through it. But the, this is part of this is part of the totality of Bosham Eckler's legacy now, and it's tied into his story. And it's it's why we don't need to build statues to human beings. Um, you know, there should be a big, giant bronze block M out in front of the football building, or something like an unnamed player in a Michigan winged helmet, you know, in a Jersey. It's likely true that Bo Schembechler was every bit the the coach, the family guy, the man in the community that that like, this is who most people knew, but we have to, we have to see the totality of it now. And if a statue or, or a name stays up, there has to be education there on the totality of the legacy, you know, to guys like, and I, again, I don't want to throw names out there because we don't know who, how the extent of what Anderson did to, to some of these men, some of these players, but you know, to the stars of Michigan's past, Bo Schembechler was was a god. You know, he's the instrumental figure beyond even you know what he did for these guys on the football field. But 
Um, go read Chuck Christian's story, uh, what, what he's gone through. A um, man who's dying of prostate cancer because he didn't get treatment soon enough because he had severe anxiety and PTSD over exams that Dr. Anderson gave him. And again, I, even to call this guy doctor suggests a level of respect that I don't, that yeah. he's, he's not human. He's, he's a monster. Schembechler and, and Boaten and Don Canham and whoever was involved in this. And I get that it's symbolic of a larger societal issue at the time. I talked about before how doctor doctors were kind of seen as these figures of authority that were questioned. Anyone who shared concerns to them were either ignored or were told that they were weak, they weren't tough enough, they didn't live up to that standard of what whatever being a Michigan man is. I don't even know what that means anymore. You know, it's it's um, hard for them to at the end of the day, and I know we have questions in the chat about are they going to take the the rename the statue and rename the or remove the statue, rename the building. It does not erase what Bo Schembechler did if they do that um, on the field. But it, it's not a remedy for the damage that, that's been done in all this either. I mean, we statues and, and naming buildings is done to immortalize someone's legacy. And and I don't know if that should still be. The, and Don Canham's name is on the natatorium. That should that we probably need to change that name, too. And it's not cancel culture. It's accountability culture. It's it's knowing that actions that were taken or that were taken have consequences, period. So if there's anyone still alive that was part of this, all those ties need to be severed. It's got to go. It's got to go. You got to kill it with fire. Um, and I know that the easiest thing to do would be to just remove remove all traces that Bo Schembechler ever existed and remove Don Canham and, and all of these people that were involved in this. But there needs to be some education that goes on. And what again, it's just the totality of the legacy now. You know, in my piece, I kind of led it by, you know, sharing the no one man's bigger than the team quote. And, and by extension, uh, Bo Schembechler is not bigger than the institution of the University of Michigan. It was there long before he was there and it exists long after he's, you know, was put in the grave. So it's probably the right thing to do. I know it will ruffle some feathers, um, but just have to think, uh, think about the victims here. Think about. Think about what that statue means to someone like Chuck Christian or, or any player in this report that was named as someone that dealt with this this horrible abuse. It's it's hard. I'm still we're almost a week removed from it, and, I, and if I pause and I, I don't seem prepared, it's I still haven't fully processed it. You know, one of the first books I ever read as a Michigan fan was um, the book that Bo wrote with John U. Bacon, Bo's Lasting Lessons, and, and there's tons of stuff in there about leadership and doing the right thing and these players came to Bo Schembechler and he didn't do the right thing. Period. It's it's there in the report. Hundreds of people. And we don't know how many of them from football players, but I mean, I just don't know what else you have to see. You know, you yeah. gotta hear from from Bo's mouth. I, I get that's what, what people want, but you know, he's been gone for almost 15 years. Like it's not it's not happening. Um it's just, it's sucky for everyone involved. It, it's horrible. And I can't even, I can't even put into words how much it hurts that Michigan has to go through this. Yeah. Um, this will be the this last be the thing last I'll thing. say. When we have gone out of our way before in the past to assure people uh, that Jim Harbaugh is a good guy. When we did our extension pod, we, we ended it by saying we want him to be successful here. We want him to, um, 
you know, to do good things. Um, and w- when we say something like that, it's not just a, some sort of cop out. Um, it's our way of saying that we believe that despite the lack of success, um, they are going about things in a professional manner. Um, and I, I always found it so odd that uh, you would see these articles that were painted as if Jim Harbaugh was a terrible guy because, ooh, satellite camps. Ooh, you know, he, he slept at, at a recruit's house. Who cares? I mean, you read something like what's gone on over the last week. Who gives a shit, really? I mean, that is so petty and and, and such nonsense. And um, people will try. And there was you, – you quote tweeted it. There was, frankly, a, a disgusting article or at least a disgusting headline. Um it was a disgusting article too. We'll call it what it is. Okay, yeah, I, I yeah. Uh, in from a serial the, from a serial abuser of of that medium as well. Right. That I have no that, issue that either. That, that tried to bring this around as if uh, it related in some way to uh, Jim Harbaugh. I, it's filthy and, and just but completely inaccurate. It's not only inaccurate to him, but even more so, you're you're detracting. You're taking away from uh, the actual victims of this. And I'm not going to go on down that road, but it um. It bothers me because I've seen I've seen that stuff praised and uh, in the same way that I felt like uh, ESPN did a disgusting job of reporting the MSU story. Um, I feel I felt the same way about that. Um, there, there's nothing else to add to this. Uh, there's only so many ways that you can say that it's one of the worst things you've ever seen. And um, it is. So I just kind of this is my final thought on it. If you're someone who's crying cancel culture about it. Read the report. And if you read the report and you still come to that conclusion, I, I don't, we can't, I don't know if we can even have an adult conversation about it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, the, the, the article from, I'll, I'll, I'll call, I, I can, I can wear this. I'm not, I don't want you guys to wear this. I'll wear this. The article from the free press and, and the writer that put that out was fucking disgusting, quite frankly. It's a, a terrible attempt at trolling. It's a it's a really deplorable attempt at trolling from one of the worst trolling columnists. I have no issue with that. So why wow. I'll wear that and I'll, I'll deal with the consequences of that. Yeah, um, I, I I will say I I don't know enough like like I don't read a ton of that stuff anyway. So I don't know enough about him to form an opinion like that. I don't know him personally. I've never met him. But yeah, it, it it's annoying. And again, uh, it it's 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 no different than when people tried to paint D'Antonio and Izzo as uh, abusers in the Nasser case, you're, you're just, you're just trying to reach for something that isn't there. And you're taking away from the people who actually have been impacted by this. No, it's, it's unfortunate. It's not surprising. It is unfortunate, but uh, I'm legitimately at a loss for words as it comes to what, what comes next, what the reaction to it. I know the reaction to it is it's disgusting. Um, Take it all down for all I care. Um, Yeah. That's not sour grapes. It's just, the right thing to do uh, much different situation, but um, Ohio state kind of distance itself from Woody Hayes and yeah, you, you don't, they don't necessarily embrace it or bring it up, but what he did was still there. It's just part of what the story is now. And, and to a much more, you know, again, maybe serious isn't the right word, but to, um, to a certain extent, that's, probably the road we're going down here with, with Bo Schemeckler, which is hard because I mean, there's a store in Ann Arbor named after him for God, for goodness sake. Um, There's again, um, your athletic director was a a Bo Schembechler player. You, uh, your head coach was a Bo Schembechler player. Some pretty prominent boosters were Bo Schembechler people. So, um, but there needs to be, and it's not, I don't have an issue. Like the silence 
to a certain extent, like within 10 days when the, the, when the Joe Paterno stuff came out, that was kind of the window of when something got done about mm. that. If we go beyond 10 days or two weeks where Michigan's administration is still kind of silent about this, it might be time to crank up the heat a little bit just to get answers on what's going on. But I would really hope that behind the scenes, um, what is going on behind closed doors or some adult level-headed open-minded and, and serious considerations about what the future is. So, yep. I'm with, I'm with you completely. I think you hit the nail well, on that's that. number note. Um, this episode is sponsored by better help. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know we're, we're live right now on, on Twitch, on YouTube, on Periscope. Um, we're, we'd love to switch gears here and talk about anything the hell else. <laughs> so um, if you guys have any questions about Basketball, football, recruiting, um, general life stuff. Uh, if anyone wants to know what's going on with Luke, we'll send him a text and see where he's at. I think um, the Spectrum people, the Spectrum bots are kind of giving him hell at the moment. Um, so tonight really kind of went off the rails before we even got on the air. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm open to feedback, questions, and things like that. So um, other than that, if we don't get any sooner, I guess, Chris, what have you, what have you been up to uh, recently? Well, uh, it's been a stressful time. There's a lot of things I kind of need to keep under wraps at least for another day or so, but um, I should have news soon. And I know I've been teasing it and I don't mean to delay it, but it's just, there's a, there's kind of a, you know, there's a pro it's a process and it takes time. But um, no, besides that, I will say just a preview. Um, I'm looking to see if we have any questions. No, not, not right now. Um, there's got we Anthony and I have been doing some pretty fun movie commentaries. Um, we've put we put it out on Twitter, so it's not a secret for the Star Wars prequels. We're two thirds of the way done, so uh, I, I think the worst of it is over, my friend. But honestly, whether you're a Star Wars fan or not, I, I when we put those out, I think they're hilarious, and I want people to listen to them. So um, listen to this podcast we're doing right now, and then to kind of uh, to kind of cleanse the mind, go and uh, listen to some of our other pods or some of our movie commentaries when we do. Uh, post them. I'm not seeing any questions in the YouTube chat uh, right now. I don't know. I'm not on Periscope. I don't know if people are leaving stuff there, but well, we've got one from what I assume is Steven on the Maze and Brew account because he's about to do a live stream. He says, who would win in a fist fight, me, Vaughn, or John? Um, 
I don't know. I think I'd probably go with John there. So I think I I would. John, Vaughn, John, Stephen. That's a tough one. So, um, Malachi says he's back. Welcome back, Malachi. Stephen is here now. Why do you subject yourselves to Star Wars Episode One, Two, and Three for content purposes? Um, for content purposes, and I at the beginning of our Episode One commentary, I do say that um, my my opinions about them have been so fluid and changed so much over the years that I wanted that kind of final closure to be like, okay, what really like take off the nostalgia glasses? What really are my opinions on these? And uh, yeah. it's been surprising at points, and also not. Yeah, um, and I'll say this too. Uh, I don't know where these are going to live yet uh, right. based on how the first two have gone. <laughs> they're probably, and I said, I said the F word on the show tonight, so I can't even like say that it's not a family friendly place, but we'll probably find somewhere other than Mason. That's fair. Yeah. Those, so. um, we um, did get one last question and I'll, I'll ask you this, this from Mark Polino. Uh, when is the next time the football team gathers? Do you know they're, uh, they're kind of in that dead period right now. Yeah, uh, I believe, and again, I don't have the, the calendar or the timeline uh, up ahead of me right now, but uh, I think that conditioning and stuff can still happen on campus. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that. It can't be supervised by coaches or anything, but um, right now coaches are kind of shifting their focus to, there's going to be a lot of official visits in June with recruits. And I think either sometime in, I want to say mid-July is when, uh, fall camp will start. So that's when you'll get the, the, the mid year or the, the rest of the freshman class in uh, that's where you'll, your Alan Bowman will be in the quarterback room as, as that third guy we assume. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where we're at there. So uh, Steven, I'm not even going to, we're not talking Jar Jar Banks on here tonight. So I'm just going to move to the next one. Um, just a random head. This is from Lewis Blake. He says, just a random question. And your guys thoughts. Harbaugh gets fired and Mike Hart becomes head coach. Just something I've been thinking about since they've hired him. I, I couldn't see it. I, I Like not in its current form. Unless the running backs just turn out to all be Heisman Trophy winners in the next two years. There's just not enough experience there. I would not rule it out, but I'd say it's like less than 30%. That's even probably. That's yeah. He did get the associate head coach title. So, um, yeah, okay. Who's to say? Who's to say? Yeah. We'll have. I, I honestly, this is the like to bring it all back full circle with uh, um, with the Star Wars talk. Doesn't Yoda have a line where he's like always fluid? The future is or always in motion. Yeah. The future is so. Yeah. Um, that's never applied. Normally, when these things are going the way they are, and when regimes are kind of maybe I won't say spiraling out of control because this is in a lot of ways feels like year year one all over again. Yeah. I, I honestly have no idea. Um, I think there's a lot of moving parts administration wise. Um, yeah, we'll see, but yep. I don't know. Let's just close this out. I'm ready yeah, to do uh, let's do that. So get out of here before my internet crashes. Social media. Yep. At Castellani 2014. That's at C A S T E L L A N I two O one four. Uh, post game videos for the tigers still rolling uh, with those every day. Movie review channel on YouTube link to that is in my uh, bio on Twitter. I have another show for now, Locked on Tigers, at Locked on Tigers on uh, Twitter. There, uh, you know, Monday through Friday, um, podcast covering the Tigers and other baseball news. Uh, my my Instagram as well, where I'm updating my stories constantly, Chris Castle 95 C-H-R-I-S-C-A-S-T-L-E-95. 
so please follow me on all those platforms and subscribe to my youtube channel yeah you can follow me on twitter at uh anthony t i forgot my twitter handle first <laughs> follow me on twitter anthony t brew follow the website at maze and brew you know where all our podcasts are apple google spotify stitcher um, probably somewhere else, some other goobly duke. I don't know. There's always a new app for podcasts coming out. So we're probably there too. Um, yeah, it would help if you left, left us a good review. Um, yeah. Hopefully next week, a uh, little more cheery things to talk about. But yeah. uh, we miss Luke today too. We'll say that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, that'll do it then. Thank you very much, uh, everybody, for tuning in today. Um, I just apologize for the, uh, the technical issues on my end but we'll be we'll be back here uh, shortly with another brewcast have a great night everybody